5-4-3-2-1. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about direct marketing today. And also got a good test from Craig Huey from a couple of weeks ago. But first, let's talk about Pluto TV, Couch Potato Farms. I'm playing it a little faster because it's just not worth a minute. Here we go. Here on this farm, we grow couch potatoes. <laughs> couch potatoes grow big and strong here, fed with the finest content for Pluto TV. Thousands of TV shows and movies for free. You just open the app, something great will be on. I love Star Trek. Ugh, I love romance, but I also love murder. I like romantic murders. SpongeBob SquarePants. Cats 24-7 channel. I love Ink Master. Pluto TV just gets me. I like anything where a hot person <laughs> throws a glass of wine at another hot person. <laughs> We're living in a golden age of television. Looks like that Pluto TV romance channel's got those taters right in their feet. Got you too, huh? You just can't beat that time on screen chemistry. Oh, this country was raised on TV. TV that was easy. TV that was free. Pluto TV is TV the way it's supposed to be. Okay, so uh, let's get over to the uh, to the discussion of this. We have to find that. Boom. Here we go. Um, and this is from Dabich at Adland TV, my, one of my favorite sources of TV news, right? And so she says, um, Pluto TV will make its debut in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Pluto TV country, a place that raises the world's best couch potatoes. It's sort of, to me, it's sort of a spin on uh, The Matrix. If you remember, The Matrix opens with sort of like, farm fields or windmills or something and and uh they they say that you know they can they're raising humans for their energy or something it, it is the dumbest premise i've ever heard of in a movie but the problem i have is mm, mm, mm. you know if you watch pluto tv will you turn into one of those creatures one of those couch potatoes is that what you really want how you want to portray your audience now i'm I'm, you know, not against diversity, but those potatoes do not look fit to me. Okay, so um, at some point over the decade, the world of television became undeniably crowded and complicated. That is true. Making audiences yearn for simpler days. This is the sort of the premise of the whole thing. Super Bowl whatever that is, LX58, it looks like, offers an ideal opportunity. Can't be that, can it? Yeah, I suppose it can. <laughs> offers an ideal opportunity to connect with, the, with viewers seeking the easy and comforting essence of television, a return to TV the way it should be, said Valerie Kaplan, Global Senior Vice President, Head of Consumer Marketing, Pluto TV. We're excited to share our brand story with fans nationwide using our authentic voice, irreverent sense of humor, and an unforgettable crop of couch potatoes who love TV as much as we do at Pluto TV. Jay Kamath, founder and CCO of Haymaker, who's the ad agency, said, I know this, he said, we're trying to bring back the true purpose and most enjoyable part of television. It's easy and effortless. Okay. And what's interesting about that is they're right about a lot of that. In fact, my TV that I bought a couple of years ago somehow updated its software 
and unbeknownst to me. And now, in order to watch, say, a Packer game broadcast through an antenna on local TV, I have to go into settings, and then I have to do TV brightness or something like that. And then inside of the brightness, it took me like hours to find this even, inside the hours to brightness, it was like broadcast TV settings. And inside of that, all of a sudden, up come the the regular broadcast channels. It used to be, you know, a menu item right at the at the home screen. They don't want me to find TV that's effortless, that just keeps going uh, without me coaching it. They want me to have to wade through endless channels of nonsense. So anyway, um, but but Jay says I. I was just trying to get a screen capture, and then I found myself watching Demolition Man for 35 minutes on the Pluto TV Action Channel. Yeah, the the closest equivalent digitally, I think, would be those um, those short clips, like on YouTube or Facebook. You know, when they first came out, I would I would you know look up, and I'd been on there for two hours, and it's not good. It's not memorable. You can't even remember any of it that you saw. It's just a pure um, ad- what do you call it? Adrenaline? No, whatever it is, those good things in your brain uh, that <laughs> where you just have a few of them. Uh, endomorphins or something like that. Uh, anyway, in your brain that just feel good. So Jay says, there's no shame in being a couch potato. Pluto TV celebrates the joy of that. It's a couch potato's dream. I've been having a real challenge trying to find commercials that I liked. That one was on the edge. But um, so I can not only, because of my my in-depth reporting on Super Bowl preview commercials, I probably don't even have to watch the commercials. Not only don't I care about the game, but now I don't care about the commercials either. Think of the service I'm doing for you. And on that note, don't forget to go over to WDMA, hit the join button. You can subscribe for free. It's a great encouragement to me, even if it's free. Um, or you can support us. It's, I don't know what, it's like $3 a week or something. I forget. Uh, $15 a month, something like that. I don't know. There is a monthly, there is a way to pay monthly, I think. Um, anyways, not expensive at all. Just support our work. Okay. Now here's an interesting story. Um, your washing machine could be sending 3.7 gigabytes of data a day. And, uh, this was the tweet that Johnny posted on, and it's a blue check. Oh, you can buy blue checks now. Why is my LG washing machine using 3.7 gigs of data? Okay, and it turned out that probably it was, well, speculation was that it was for downloadable cycles, that LG washing machines, you can get all these different cycles. You know, it used to be like small, medium, and large, or delicates, light, medium, heavy, or something like that. Now, what's the difference between delicate dresses and baby clothes? I don't know. No idea. Children's sportswear and denim. What's the difference? Full load is actually included, but you'd have to search the menu for it, like my TV. Okay, so anyway, um, it turned out that it was probably his router misreporting the LG because many people 
found only uh, a megabyte or so per day. But what's it doing for the megabyte of data per day? No one knows. It's like my TV set. It's my TV set reporting. I don't know that it has a camera. I don't see any cameras on it. But maybe it's it's aware if I'm sitting there. It does turn off after a couple of hours. If you don't hit any buttons, it warns you and says we're turning it off, um, which is better than my PC, I suppose. So uh, it, it apparently there's a history of hackers using LG smart connected appliances. So they could use it as uh, part of a, of a botnet. Large numbers of relatively low power devices can be formidable together. Okay, I remember seeing some spy movie where they used the heat sensor, uh, thermostat, Bluetooth uh, or Wi-Fi thermostat on uh, an aquarium to hack some corporate data center. I, I, I did read that when they did Desert Storm, I think uh, the second one maybe, they used um, they used specially prepared photocopy machines that were that were being monitored across a Wi-Fi network to infiltrate the uh, the more robust than they expected Iranian internet backbone. Um, so uh, now Johnny is running it offline. Um, Bosch network connected wrenches were used in factories all around the world and they had all kinds of vulnerabilities. They, they, they were threatened with the, or there was the threat of turning off the wrenches in mass so you couldn't produce anything. Uh, the wrenches could be secretly readjusted to make things they used to construct a danger to their users. Like one time I bought a new set of tires at the fleet farm and one of the wheels almost fell completely off while I was driving out of the parking lot or trying to drive out of the parking lot. That was the last time I bought tires at the fleet farm. So anyway, <clears throat> pay attention to your wireless devices. I do have a wireless thermostat, but I learned when the power went out for more than 48 hours that if you power the furnace, you can also power the thermostat without Wi-Fi necessary. So that was something. Okay, this was a very disconcerting uh, article. Um, the Disadvantage of Direct Marketing by Angela Scott Briggs from Tech Bullion. Now, I was impressed that Tech Bullion even knew what direct marketing was, and it was fairly well written. I was pretty, pretty much ready to quit in the middle because um, it seemed very biased against direct marketing, but it kind of flipped in the middle. I'll get to that. So direct marketing might be an effective tactic for brands, but risks annoying consumers, as does almost any advertising, right? It annoys us all. Yesterday, we talked about email. Um, consumers are increasingly seeing advertising as an invasion of privacy. Does it do more harm than good? Okay, scary. scary. <clears throat> the lowest tolerance is for spammy phone calls. Nowadays, it's not even a high-pressure salesperson. It's mostly no one. And uh, my trick is to answer the phone, listen for a second or two. If there's no sound whatsoever, I just set the phone back in its cradle. 
although sometimes I like just setting it on the desk so that it occupies them for a little, but it's not even occupying a person. It's occupying a robot who doesn't care and doesn't cost much, right? One principle that we touched on yesterday was the lower the cost, the lower the value, and the lower the care in production, right? And so when phone calls essentially became free everywhere, um, now we're inundated with thoughtless robot phone calls. One of the reasons that direct mail is still effective is your mailbox isn't crowded. Your mailbox is only full of either first-class mail, bills or checks or something good, or it's full of carefully crafted, thoughtfully prepared, expensive advertising messages. <laughs> what could be better than that? You, you are special. If you don't get any ad mail, you're not special. It's just the flat-out truth. <clears throat> So uh, until consumer experience takes priority over conversion statistics, the intrusive marketing attempts will continue. Well, there's a sense in which all marketing attempts are intrusive. <clears throat> the ads on the Super Bowl interrupt the game. And if you've ever watched or, you know, I follow a, a lot of sporting events on the GameCasts and they they're going and going and going and you see and stuff happen and then all of a sudden it just stops. The only thing worse than that is going to a game. And you realize that about 75% of the time the players are just standing around on the field. Not doing anything. Waiting for the TV timeout to end. It's not even real timeouts. It's bad enough that they throw flags about every fourth play. And stop and review and look at this and look at that and try to get attorneys involved. Anyway, <clears throat> environmental footprints. Um, Matthew Parker's been harping on this. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's right. People are concerned. Here's proof. Tech. What's the name of this? Tech Bullion says so. Tech Bullion says that uh, environmental concerns are big. But paper is not only recyclable and not only sustainable and harvestable <clears throat> but paper is burnable uh, i found out recently that the country of sweden basically burns its trash in highly effective high temperature incinerators and turns it into electricity what could be better than that so you say well it's got a carbon footprint yes but the magnetic decay of the earth's <laughs> field is what's probably connecting climate change it's the sun silly and if you don't believe me write me fine that's great your chiron footprint is only relevant to marketing people <laughs> in uh first world countries okay so uh leaf leafleting leafleting campaigns that blanket neighborhoods basically i've never seen that in my in my world, uh, you know, some people around the spring of the year offer to put in your pier for you around the lake. And so I get one of those and maybe some lawn care or other things stuck on the side of the, of the mailbox. But um, same goes for Lush. Lush, I love that. Direct mail catalogs and oversized postcards. Now, mail has an advantage that it's not knocking on your door. It's not 
interrupting your dinner. It's just sitting there waiting for you to look at it. And you can let it sit there for months if you want to. The style consultant told me she did in COVID. She just didn't want to deal with it. But eventually, eventually, you know that the mail goes to a decision maker who has to make a decision. And it gets thrown in the in the trash or put aside for later. Okay, so um, unbelievable to me that Digital channels, the author thinks that digital channels allow for more targeted, eco-friendly outreach. All my digital friends are saying that with the uh, dissolution of cookies, it just isn't there. The digital is sloppy at best. Plus, because there is low engagement, there's almost no ability to really test through to the order. And especially to lifetime value. You just don't know what the digital channels are up to. Further, because we don't have information to target, right? Right? It's not even, it's not even, not only is attribution bad, tracking is bad, testing is bad, it's not scalable. They, you can't. I mean, it is because they seem to manufacture audiences. Audiences have multiplied. You know, we what, what did we find out yesterday? 650 billion emails a week or something crazy like that. On a, on a, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know, thousands a day per person, per human being on earth. Some of whom don't even have internet. Anyway. So uh, apparently this person thinks that you're unlikely to re-engage after receiving bothersome content. I get retargeted a lot and I appreciate it. I love getting my Land's End catalog or my Bass Pro Shops. Haven't gotten one in a while. I have to place an order to get that back. I love that. <clears throat> the, the artwork and the information is unparalleled. Now Uline, I do get those quite a bit and those I don't use that much, but I have a need. And I'll have to drag, drag one out and see if there is one or, or go online. But I don't forget them because it's carefully prepared. That's that. <clears throat> okay, so then basically the mail, you know, <laughs> reminds me of, of uh, Yogi Berra. The, uh, the, baseball, the baseball parks are so crowded because people are staying away in droves. Or the people are staying away in droves. So first we talk about how... how <laughs> We should all go use digital, and now we got mailbox clutter. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> let's skip all this. You can find this article at WDMA.org if you're a subscriber in the members-only area. GDPR and CCPA target mainly digital contact, really don't target direct mail, and most mailers know better than to erase their data, which uh, it, this says it's, you know, it, it's designed to keep people from retaining information. Um, very mixed bag, that legislation, but it's not directed primarily at mail. Um, and as I mentioned yesterday, J.D. Williams deleted all their over 12-month buyers. But this is the part I like the best. Conduct A-B split tests across offer variations, timing, formatting, or list segments. Absolutely. Direct mail can give you testing. Direct marketing in general is designed for testing. And there you go. So... Not a bad article. Now I want to get over to 
Craig Huey from December, testing corner, do quotation marks add power? How could something so little and insignificant add any power? It doesn't even make any sense. Okay, I'm an ardent advocate for testing the quotation marks around your headline. Why? Because they grab attention. This is fascinating. They add credibility and a newsy feel, right? They make you wonder who's saying this and why. Best of all, they increase response evidenced by years of testing. I'm not arguing. I'm just amazed. But exactly where you place the quotation marks can make quite a difference. Here's an example. We tested whether they'd be more effective, A, with no quotation marks, control, B, quotation marks around the headline, or C, quotation marks around the subhead. It looked like this. What everyone needs to know about their brain's untapped potential, or what everyone needs to know about their brain's tap, untapped potential, in quotes, or what everyone needs to know, no quotes, and then quotes down here. Research shows that brain waves can bring out amazing memory in ordinary subjects. And guess what? Headline B got a 9.5% higher response than control, which had none. But headline C boosted response by a full 26%. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Have a great day. Like and share. Repost. We had a good day yesterday. Thank you for the help. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.